Some people love Shakespeare, others not so much. But a Shakespeare adaptation is always a good time. Constellation Theater at 14th and T is featuring a musical called Desperate Measures. It's based off of Shakespeare's play Measure for Measure, but it's set in the Wild West. A gunslinging nun teams up with a sheriff and a saloon dancer to save her brother. Buy tickets now at constellationtheater.org. The show runs through March 17th. Once again, that's constellationtheater.org. Today on CityCast DC, how well do you know our city? Actually, how well does CityCast know our city? CityCast CEO David Plotz and I, both DC natives, squared off in a trivia showdown. Listen in and let us know how you did. Today is Thursday, September 21st. I'm Michael Schaefer, and here's what DC is talking about. All right, we are here for a trivia battle with David Plotz, CityCast CEO and my fellow native Washingtonian DM. And he's facing off against me, which means I obviously can't lead the thing. So our producer, Priyanka Tilve, is here. She has the teacher's edition with the answers and the questions. And she is going to put us through a battle. Let's do it. Yes, I am so excited to pit you two against each other. Um, friends, old colleagues, and friends. now... Friends! There's no friendship here. Well, I was going to say, now you're going to fight to the death. Mike's young plastic brain up against my old, old, rigid, broken brain. Um, <laughs> but so it'll be humiliating if he loses. There is no friendship in local news trivia. The stakes here, if you guys lose, is you have to admit that the other's favorite elementary school in D.C. reigns supreme. Do you guys want to say what elementary schools you're repping? I'm repping uh, Lafayette, obviously. Uh, hail to our Lafayette, high on the hill where the children <laughs> oh, no. are happy and they work and they play with the will. Does merch have a song, Mike? I think it does, and I don't know it. Woof, already falling behind. I'm, oh, jeez, this is going to be a tough day. Um, but yes, I am repping merch elementary school, my neighborhood school, where both of my children were educated. All right. And so then the way this is going to work is we are talking about quirky DC trivia, quirky DC history. I'm going to ask each of you a question. If you get your question right, you get two points. If you don't know the answer, the other person gets a chance to steal and they get one point. But also, I am the queen of this trivia match and I get to decide any random rules that I want to make up as we go along. So who knows? It's going to be a pretty unpredictable situation. We'll just roll with it. You ready? I think you're a really wise person, Brianka. I just want to say that up front and, and just a reasonable, okay. you know, no, excellent judge of character, too. I appreciate that. But ass kissing will get you nowhere, Plots. Priyanka, you've always been unfair to me and you like Plots better than me. Working the refs. Wow. OK, we're just going to move along because this is getting out of hand already. All right, Mike, first question is for you. Deep in the woods of Rock Creek Park, there is a mound. It is surrounded by a moat. It is Fort DeRussey a Union Army fortress that has been almost completely swallowed up by the forest. What battle was it most famously used in? It was most famously used in the Battle of Fort Stevens. Yes, ding, ding, ding. That's two points for you. Fun fact, Plotz gives a tour about this through Airbnb. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your tour, Plotz? Why do you get so into this in the first place? Oh, it's the Fort de Russie has an amazing 
history. The the fortifications of Washington have an amazing history. DC in 1861 became the most heavily fortified city the world has ever known because they built all these protections around the city in case of Confederate invasion. And then in 1864, there was a Confederate invasion that no one knows about. And it hit Fort DeRussy and Fort Stevens up in the northern part of the city. And Abraham Lincoln went to the battle. And it was a it was an amazing moment that where had things turned out a little differently, uh, the the war might have ended in a very different way and the country we live in might be very different. So I take people up there once a month or so I lead a tour and it's it's an awesome spot. Yeah. I've been dying to take that tour. And if you'd maybe brought me along on that tour, I would have given you some extra brownie points in this trivia game. But alas, you have not. So here we are at 2-0, Mike. Can I make a confession here? Yep. Um, I've not taken Plotz's tour. And I actually didn't know the answer to that. I just, Fort Stevens is like the only battle that took place in or near DC. So I assumed <laughs> it had, it must have. To you said that. it so confidently too. It's like half the battle. It is. Pun intended. All right. Next question is for you, David. So there are catacombs underneath the Franciscan Monastery in Brookland. Why were they built? I just went to that monastery for the first time in my life two weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they were built because Alexander Boss Shepard was gun running and he wanted a place to store all his guns. So he, he dug out catacombs in that part of the city, stored all his guns back in the 1870s. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying Mike's strategy of saying things confidently and hoping it's right. Um, that was very wrong. Mike, do you want a chance to steal? Yeah, I, the, the soldiers at Fort DeRussi were uh, concerned <laughs> about the inadequate defense of Fort Stevens, and they thought they might need a place to hide out if the battle went badly. That would have been such a great narrative arc if it were only true. But alas, no points for anyone. Um, the answer here is that they wanted a version of the quote-unquote Holy Land for North Americans who couldn't afford to go all the way to the Vatican. And so they built these catacombs here in D.C. They do actually have an official papal endorsement. Um, and I'll throw in a random bonus question here for one point. There is a really morbid and strange artifact in these catacombs. Can you guess what it is? The bones of the maker of the catacombs are there. No. Mike, do you want to try? Um, the bones of former D.C. Mayor Marion S. Barry are there. Better death. <laughs> oh, my Better God. That death. would be amazing. No, it is the bones of what looks to be a seven or eight-year-old child in the catacombs, which is, like I said, very morbid and strange. Well, you can do tours, which is pretty cool. Um, it, it's part. It's a free tour. It's that plus the gardens and everything else the monastery just sign up on their website so that's pretty exciting okay so we are at still two zero mike um and the next question is for you gallaudet university is credited with starting which national sports tradition steeplechase yeah david want to steal gosh i'm gonna know this when it happens tailgating but I'm sure that's wrong. No, that is a great guess, though. I'll give you both a hint, and whoever shouts it first gets the point. It is uniquely a football thing. The huddle. Yeah, that's oh, right. It's the huddle. Yes, I the knew football that. Oh, huddle. You're so smart, Mike. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shoot. It was 1892, and Paul Hubbard, who was the quarterback at the time, called for his offense to like circle up to huddle because they 
at Gallaudet as a university for deaf students were using sign language and they didn't want the opposing team to be able to see what he was signing. And so that is how the huddle was born. And it took like 30 years or so for other major universities to pick this up, which is kind of mind-blowing to me because it feels like such an obvious thing. What what did other teams do if they didn't want the, uh, the someone to find out what their play was? I don't know. I really, I, that that's why I'm so kind of flabbergasted by this because it seems like the obvious thing to do when you're talking strategy. That's a, that's a cool thing to be proud of here in DC. Okay, so now we are at 3-0, Mike. But David, we're coming to you with a question that hopefully you'll be able to get right and get back in here. Um, one of the streets right by Garfield Park in Capitol Hill is named Capitalsaurus Court because a dinosaur vertebra was found there in 1898. Who found it and what were they doing at the time? I'm not looking for names here. Found it in 1898. Oh my gosh. Wow. Someone from the, the Capitol, I mean, the architect of the Capitol's office building, they were building one of the Capitol office buildings. Oh, this is, it's it's not right, but it's bordering on right. So I'm not sure what to do about this. We'll see if, if Mike steals it. And if not, then I might give you a hint. The year of the Spanish-American War. Maybe it was the Spanish ambassador. He was like digging to try to like put bombs around and ran into some dinosaur bones. No, no, no. It was uh, construction workers. They were installing a pipe. So you were kind of on the right track in terms of like people building something, plots, but ultimately it's wrong. So that's a bummer. That question was so generic. I mean, like the answer is so generic. I, my answer was so specific. I mean, I de- it was obviously construction workers. And how many dinosaur bones in the world have been not found by construction, by construction workers? workers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. I could have imagined like, kids playing around or something and like hmm. stumble across something. Um, but the Capital Source also had its own official song, which was called Them Dino Bones. <laughs> the lyrics were written by a fifth grader at Smothers Elementary School. I'm sure you haven't heard this song, but the lyrics are pretty basic and obvious. So if you can guess any of the lyrics, I'll give you a point. David. What's the name of Them Dino Bones? Yeah. Them Dino Bones. Them Dino Bones. They've <laughs> were found just outside my home. <laughs> my workers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was close enough, plus plots saying, so I'm definitely going to give you a point just for singing. That was beautiful. <laughs> what was the right answer? I mean, I have the whole lyrics pulled up. I can put them in the show notes and I'll send them over to you. I'm not going to sing them. Give us a highlight. We know it's related to the T-Rex. We needed to give it a name. We lobbied the city council to pass a bill to make it official. It doesn't really rhyme. <laughs> it's very repetitive. We named it the Capitalsaurus or Cappy for short. The brand new Arbor at Tacoma is built for your most convenient urban living. Whether you want to enjoy the vibrant Tacoma, D.C. community or comfortably retreat into a sleek sanctuary all your own. The kitchens have striking dark navy and white cabinets, and throughout the home, there are wood floors and smart home technology. Some homes even have a private outdoor space. With a quick walk to the metro, you can easily head into downtown or stay close and enjoy the retail that's on site. Located at 218 Cedar Street Northwest, the Arbor Tacoma offers brand new one and two bedroom condos starting in the upper 300,000s. Visit thearborattacoma.com for more information. That's Tacoma with a K. So T-H-E-A-R-B-O-R-A-T-T-A-K-O-M-A.com. 
We are at 3-1. Mike, here is your question, Mike. There is a public vault at Congressional Cemetery. More than 3,000 people have been interred there, including presidents, vice presidents, their families. But most people only stay for a day or two. Which famous figure had the longest known interment of the vault? Congressional Cemetery. Yes. Um, James A. Garfield. Eh. Plots? Any guesses? Uh... Abraham Lincoln. No. Okay. I will let y'all, I'll give you a hint for a steal to either of you for one point. Um, it is a first lady. Eleanor Roosevelt. No. Mary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> no. Uh, Edith Wilson. I'm just going to name as many first ladies as I can think of. <laughs> Nancy Reagan. Nope. Melania Trump. She lives there now. She lives in the Congressional Cemetery Public Vault. Melania Harding. No. All right. I'm cutting y'all off. It is First Lady Dolly Madison. What happened? She died much before her husband, and, and then they, she wanted to wait to get buried with him? Why, why, no. why the stay? Yeah. So she was interred for that long because her family ran out of money, and it took them a really long time to raise the funds <laughs> for her real resting That's place. Really sad. Isn't that crazy? I know I'm laughing. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, she ultimately uh, was laid to rest in Montpellier with her husband. But it took a while. And actually, I won't tell you how long. Do you want to guess, David, for your next point, or possibly two points, how long she was interred there? 78 years. Oh, God. That would be like today. Well, I mean, not quite, but very, no, definitely not that long. Mike, do you want to try? Eight years. No, it is two years. But it's still pretty wild because, as I said, most people only stayed there for like a day or two. So, um, okay. So we are at 3-1 still. Next question is for you, Mike. The Ricky, um, which is DC's official cocktail. It's gin, lime, club soda, garnished with lime. Um, what bar came up with it? Um, uh, Old Ebbets. Nope. The bar at the Willard. Nope. The Raven. No, no. Um, it's called Shoemakers. It was on E Street off of Penn Ave, really, really old bar in D.C. Um, fun fact is that Colonel Joseph Rickey's very first Ricky, so it was, it was named after this guy. He was a lobbyist. Um, his first Ricky was not with gin, but with a different liquor. And this isn't your actual question, Plots, but I will give you a chance to guess at it. What was the original Ricky made with? The original Ricky was made with Man, so what's a, what's an old old timey liquor uh, brandy? It's rye. Close. These que- either either Mike and I don't know anything about Washington, or these questions are insanely difficult. Yeah, I must have. I just I thought that you always know everything, so I made the questions really hard. Maybe I made them too hard. All right, David. The next question's for you. The Supreme Court, as it is today, was built in 1929, but way way before in that space during the Civil War. There was another famous building in that space. What was it? And if you listen to the episode that we did about secret DC history, that's a gimme. So don't say I didn't give you anything. I'm sure this is wrong, but I'll say a train station. No. Mike, any guesses? A hospital. No. Well, I feel like there was some sort of like terribly close to the capital slave trading spot. Oh. I'm sure there was. You've said civil war, by which point they'd, they'd illegalized that. Mm-hmm. It was a prison. The So basically, after the capital was burned down in the War of 1812, 
they built like an old Capitol building in the space where the Supreme Court now is. And then during the Civil War, that building fell into disarray and became a prison. I did not know that. What a cool fact. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then um, they actually stripped that down and built row homes there. And then those were taken down and the Supreme Court as it is today was built. A lot of history on that one very specific plot of land. And you would know if you had listened to our episode about secret D.C. history with Joanna Hill, who wrote a book all about this called Secret Washington, D.C. So we'll link to that in our show notes as well. And definitely check it out for that story and like a bunch of other really weird, quirky D.C. history. Okay, we are here for the last question now. It's a price is right type question, and I'm going to make it for three points, which means that (laughs) plots, if you get it, you win. But Mike, if you win, then you just like, it's just like blowing plots out of the water. (laughs) Um, The question is, how many metro stops are part of our metro system? Again, price is right rules. So if you guess over, you lose. You want to get as close to. Do we submit our guesses at the same time? Why don't you write it down and hold it up? And say at the same time. So that way we make sure that no one's, you know, cheating or or revising their guesses based on the other. As as of today. As of today. Three, two, one. Hold them up. Okay. So Mike says 78 and Plotz says 71. And I'm so sorry, David Plotz, but you have been trashed terribly. (laughs) (laughs) What was the right answer? 98. 98. Yes. Yes. I'm living in the past. I just, I, I'm living in 19, 1978 DC. Plutz refuses to acknowledge the silver line. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even take the inner green line. It's really weird. He'll get off, take a bus, and then reconnect to the green line. <laughs> Mike, I commend you for your deep knowledge of Washington and uh, your superior Washingtonian in all ways to me. The Benjamin Merch <laughs> Elementary School is. The finest elementary school in the city. Very good. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you both for being such good sports with my impossibly difficult questions that I never would have gotten. And now you know how highly I think of you. Thank you, Priyanka. Before you go, here is some quick news the city will subsidize your e bike. The DC Council unanimously approved a tiered subsidy program based on income, partially reimbursing residents for e-bike purchases. Now it's up to the DC Department of Transportation to iron out a timeline and details like vouchers versus rebates. Also, experts are saying low water levels may be partially responsible for the death of a whitewater kayaker on the Potomac River on Sunday. The young woman died after being pinned under a rock in a hydraulic vacuum. The Potomac River's water level measured 2.7 feet when the accident occurred, but experienced kayakers say the water levels are usually above three feet. And lastly, Maryland is putting $120 million in state funds towards grants for behavioral health services in public schools. The Senate president said the grant funding will help students who are facing a barrage of stress from social media, the pandemic, and threats of mass shootings, along with general school pressures. That is all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.
That was so hard. <laughs> the only question I, I mean, I, I would have gotten the Fort Dorisi one, right? But, but everything else was just like, no way, no chance.